on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. Well, GAA Go back on the front pages dominates four of the front pages this morning. So I'll run you through some of uh, the headlines. The Irish Sun come on out of that. The GAA being urged to scrap its extremely unfair pay-per-view service. Uh, by the way, it's in a five-year deal. So just weeks after we start the five-year deal, already calls to end the deal. The Irish Daily Star, Mayo for some. GAA chiefs last night faced a growing backlash over big games being restricted to GAA Go. And the Irish Daily Mirror, it's gone Gaga, which is GAA, GAA, it's gone Gaga. The GAA scoring an own goal by forcing fans to pay to watch football and hurling on TV. Uh, Michal Martin's intervention yesterday, bringing this really to the fore, the Tónishta joining the call for all matches to be free to air. Uh, obviously, Michal Martin is Fianna Fáil leader. Then you look to Fine Gael and it's TD Alan Dillon, who is a former Mayo football captain and all-star. He says major games were now on GAA Go, a pay-per-view streaming service, adding it's a Trojan horse to get people to sign up. Extremely unfair and goes against the ethos of the GAA. Uh, and I suppose the point would be you put your most attractive matches on GAA Go so the people will sign up because some of the uh, dead rubber games you're not going to pay maybe 12 quid to sign up uh, to watch or what's it 80 quid for the year I did wonder I was telling you yesterday we paid 12 quid to watch uh, Dublin beat Kildare in the Leinster semi-final recently certainly felt a little bit steep now obviously there's a deal if you get uh, the package for the year for about 79 80 euro but 12 quid for one match uh, a lot of people feel is a bit expensive you'd wonder if it was 3 or 4 euro would there be the same uproar the other point would be when we did download GA Go, I found it very, very hard to work uh, to the point where we nearly bought the match again. So we would have paid 24 quid, nearly would have been cheaper to go to the game than watch it on GA Go. But the good news for GA Go is there was very little publicity about it. Uh, and now there's lots of publicity about it. So if they wanted PR for the service, they've certainly got it because it's on the front of three of the newspapers. And beforehand, I don't know if you were like me, but I kind of thought that GA Go was only for people, you know, sitting in New York having their breakfast watching a GA match, but obviously now available to people in Ireland. So looks like the debate isn't going away. Michal Martin intervening, Alan Dillon intervening. We have former GA presidents, former All-Stars, all talking about it, and I'm sure the debate uh, doesn't end today. Uh, the Irish Daily Mail on the front page goes with GA Go, uh, end the TV monopoly on games, but its main story is that almost one in four gas customers in the state was in arrears with their bills by the end of March. These are new figures from the Commission for Regulation of Utilities, and it shows that just shy of 169,000 customers are now behind on their gas bill payments. Uh, that's a 35% increase in arrears since the start of 2021. And obviously we've had this moratorium on uh, disconnections lifted at the end of March. The um, uh, the Commission for Regulation of Utilities will appear before an Oireachtas committee today. Uh, obviously they'll express their concerns. I'm sure TDs and Senators will also express their concerns that nearly 169,000 customers behind on their gas bills. 
The Irish Examiner goes with an expert warning of a drinking epidemic. This is uh, Professor Tom Biber, who will be on this morning's News Talk Breakfast, warning that the new licensing laws designed to expand the nighttime economy is going to lead to more street and domestic violence and epidemics of public intoxication. So Tom Biber looked at the sale of alcohol bill and he says it is highly likely it will contribute to an upward trend in alcohol-related harm and expanding the nighttime economy will likely far outweigh the benefits if public health issues are ignored. You'll hear more about that on News Talk Breakfast. The Irish Independent has revealed Ireland's biggest climate polluters. Uh, and they include some of the country's best-known homegrown companies. The list of high greenhouse gas emitters is packed with electricity producers, cement firms, dairy processors, pharmaceutical companies and airlines. So according to the Irish Independent, the biggest climate polluters include ESB, Irish Cement, Ryanair, Aer Lingus, Dairy Gold, Glanbia, Bordemona, Pfizer and many other household names. Um, and the companies have been revealed because they're put under a spotlight in the form of the EU's emissions trading system. So there's two pages dedicated to that in the Irish Independent. And then the Irish Times goes with the big charity survey. The charities regulator will be on News Talk Breakfast this morning. But the survey looks at, do you give money to charity? And are you worried about how charities manage their finances? It seems a lot of people are worried about salaries of senior staff. So when they're donating to a charity, they do wonder, well, hold on, how much is the CEO getting paid here? If they're getting paid, you know, 150 grand, is that fair when I'm trying to donate my hard-earned money? So people are worried about senior staff salaries. They're also worried about a lack of transparency on how money is used. These are the main concerns among the general public regarding the thousands of charities in Ireland. The number of people who donate cash has dropped during the past year, but the amount given by individuals actually increased, which is a big lesson. Actually, there was a fundraiser recently uh, on the street outside here where I am, near Grafton Street, uh, and I went up to your man to try and give money, but I only had my card, and they didn't have the facility that she could tap. Now, a lot of people don't carry cash anymore, but according to this survey, people are willing to give more, uh, but they don't have cash on them. So that's something charities need to look at. But anyway, people are worried about salaries, things like that. Uh, obviously, something for charities to consider. <coughs> and the regulator will be on News Talk Breakfast this morning. Now, back to the Late Late Show. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation in recent weeks about who's going to take over. If you're to believe today's Irish Independent, it's going to be Patrick Kilty. He's on the verge of becoming the late, next Late Late Show presenter. Apparently it's a done deal and there have been weeks of talks and it was agreed Patrick Kilty would get the gig apparently two weeks ago. A senior RT source described it as a fait accompli that the county down man will take over from Ryan Tuberty this September. More or less a done deal uh, and apparently Patrick Kilty's people were out in RT a fortnight ago discussing the job and all the talk in Montrose is that he more or less has the gig. I did wonder why he was at the IFTAs uh, the other night and he was asked by every journalist about it. He certainly didn't rule himself out uh, and his wife Kat Dealey as well seemed quite keen on him getting the show. So uh, we shall see. But the speculation in the Irish Independent is that it's Patrick Hilty 
who has got the gig and apparently was offered it a couple of weeks ago. He's now the odds-on favourite to land the gig. Staying with the Late Late, by the way, the Irish Daily Mail covers Daniel O'Donnell's interview on the hard shoulder here on News Talk yesterday. God help the new host, is what he says, because he feels it's a very difficult job. Daniel told Kieran Cudahy uh, that uh, he never ruled himself in to take over, but he said it's a very difficult show to do. I wouldn't miss it if I'm at home. I think there's a lot of people like me. The other thing about it is, you know, with all the people that write different things on social media, uh, I think the minority generally speak. The majority only come out when it's a huge thing. But anyway, God help them. Uh, So Daniel O'Donnell, you can listen back to him on the News Talk app. But uh, looks like it's going to be The Late Late Show. And here is your host, Patrick Kilty. A couple of final stories for you. Joe Biden's health is in the papers, the Daily Telegraph says the majority of people in the US do not think that Joe Biden is mentally or physically fit enough to be an effective president. The survey showed that the 80-year-old US president's approval rating has fallen to 36%, the lowest of his tenure, and 63% of Americans think Joe Biden is not sharp enough to serve effectively as leader of the free world. That's a survey conducted by the Washington Post and ABC. Uh, We hear a lot in road safety, obviously don't drink drive, don't uh, speed, wear your seatbelt. We're also told though, don't get behind the wheel if you're tired and some people struggle to work out, am I too tired to drive or not? The mail says that there's going to be a new roadside blood test for sleepy drivers. It'll tell you how tired you are, but also you could be prosecuted if you cause an accident through extreme tiredness. Uh, Obviously, we have the breathalyzer tests out there, but we've no other way of telling if someone is tired or not, but they are developing this blood test and it'll look at people who are driving in less than five hours sleep, which is seen as very dangerous. Finally, to the Eurovision Kirsty Blake-Knox is in Liverpool for the Irish Independent and she says opinion is divided in Liverpool over whether wild youth will make it through to the grand final. She's spoken to some Irish fans over there. Some are confident the Irish entry has what it takes. Others were more doubtful. Uh, some think we could even win the Eurovision. Others don't think we'll make it through tonight's semi-final. We'll have a lot more on the Eurovision and Ireland's chances tonight here on News Talk throughout the day. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.